Hello everybody and welcome to episode 50 of Competitive Magic with the Carnies. I'm your host from Italy, Andrea Mengucci, and joining me we have Niv from Israel. Welcome, Niv. Hello, thank you for having me. I just said your name because your surname is not very easy for me to pronounce it. Do you want to tell the listener your full surname with a perfect pronunciation? Uh, you pronounce it Shmueli. It's kind of hard to pronounce. Shmueli. Yeah, that's fine. Perfect, yeah. Perfect, yeah. Because Anthony made sure that uh, I wouldn't just say your surname without first uh, letting you uh, say it on the podcast. Um, all right, so Anthony and Avier are not joining us because they are very full with the uh, Worlds testing. There is, of course, Worlds uh, very soon. And actually, Anthony might just be leaving for Vegas uh, in the very next few days. So um, we didn't want to take time off them, but I had the opportunity to invite Niv. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Niv is a, uh, I personally know him as a legacy four-color master. And uh, he showed uh, some of the mastery uh, last weekend as well at Four Seasons where you topated the main event with over 400 players. So yeah, welcome Niv and thank you for, for joining us. Thank you. All right. And Niv doesn't only just play uh, Legacy. Of course, you play you know, every format. Uh, like um, So today we're going to talk about not only Legacy, but also Modern and Pioneer. Because unlike me, you are actually going to Lil to uh, try and get that Pro Tour invite in, in the Pioneer format. Yep. I successfully won uh, RCQ here. So just a nice opportunity. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah, uh, I also tried to go to some uh, modern RCQ uh, locally. I I know there is one store that's running it, so at least I try to to be at the next. Uh, the next one is Ghent in something like January or February. Yeah, I think like so. it's 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 a while for now. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, let's talk about let's let's start talking about these new cards because of course this past weekend was the first one where the Wilds of Aldrin cards are were legal in uh, Magic Online. Uh, we had the opportunity to play them at Four Seasons, but you know they they were just legal uh, this past weekend. And uh, the most talked card of the of the format is an uncommon, I believe, and is Up the Beanstalk, which is now showing up not only in Legacy but also uh, in Modern. And he won the uh, very large Modern Super Qualifier with over five hundred and I believe it was something like five hundred thirty players. It was, and the deck had seventy five cards. Did you see it? Yeah. I saw it, I saw the guy that, yeah, I think he made a Twitter post also, and he won the mirror by decking his opponent. Like, he played Emrakul, so he gained control of his opponent's turn, and then the opponent had to Beanstalk in, in, in play, and Beanstalk is not you may, it's you have to draw, so he just decked him because he continued playing big spells. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, actually, um, yeah, yeah, that's the... Emrakul, the promise end is back, like in the old Yorian days. Yeah. But I think that the card is really was... nice. Um, like, definitely easily added to these uh, four, four Fury, Four Solitude, Four Leyland Binding decks. Yeah, I, I, just, I just recently finished writing an article about Four Caller, and I was looking at this list, and I'd be like, okay, so he's playing for Fury, he's playing for Halfling, oh wow, what did he cut? And I just kept saying he had more and more cards, and then I figured, okay, so this is more than 60. Uh, and then, yeah, turns out it was 75 cards, but still 26 lands, which is, like, so little for a deck with 75 cards. 
Yeah, I'm not a, I'm it's... not a land guy, but um, like I, I leave that to Frank Karsten, mm -hmm. but I think that's a bit too low. <laughs> Yeah, although like you have of course four brand and six, but nonetheless, this was a huge achievement. Like, uh, yeah, I believe he went uh, nine and one in the Swiss, and then Trio in the in the top eight, which is like, which is huge. Actually, for for viewers at home, uh, me and you faced in one of these like very large PTQ. It was uh, it was a legacy. It was the legacy PTQ, uh, where I was playing Mono White Initiative, and you were, of course playing four color. Uh, we got paired around nine. You were eight and zero. I was seven one, and you were nice enough to 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 scoop me into the the top eight, and then in the top, I believe we met in the top four, and I and I and I defeated you there. Yeah, that was uh, before yeah. expressive iteration got banned and a lot of changes. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that was in uh, I believe December, January of uh, just like at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I, I, I remember we had this crazy game where you kept a, a land life with just a savanna and it just flooded terribly and won with like some miracles that I art casted, something yeah. like that. I think once I got to the top four, it was like 3 or 4 a.m. or something like that, so I just didn't care. Yeah. I was like, okay, I qualified. I didn't even know what I was qualifying for. I'm just like, I don't care yeah. anymore, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I think we qualified to the the regional championship that happened in like june or something i got there with like four invites or something like that and then i didn't have an invite for the next <laughs> yeah the new system uh, okay. is uh, but, very uh, hard to chain invites i think yeah that's, that's okay you don't have um but yeah so these super long ptqs and the magical line system is kind of brutal because like 500 people whatever four invites doesn't matter the day before they had a legacy ptq which had i believe 200 290 like another huge number of that so still just for just four invites regardless of the amount of players i don't know i feel like they could do something different but you know people turned up and actually played these anyway so I just like playing the like events that matter. It's also nice you get to play against all the big Magic Online names, um, so it's really fun. Like if I go over the top eight of the Legacy, because I know most of the players that play Legacy. I mean, most of them are just amazing players in general, but also amazing Legacy yeah. players. And uh, in the modern event as well, it's also full of great players. So I think this is the main the main attraction. Um, to play these events, but they are super hard. Yeah, the, the like playing nine. Yeah, the finalist, Andy, Andy C. Wilson on uh, uh, Amulet. He's the one that won the uh, Mox Challenge Legacy just just few weeks ago. It's kind of a an insane back to back run. Uh, but yeah, lots of uh, lots of good names. All right, let's talk about a little bit of the decks that actually got there because we saw that four color won, but four color was also in the um, was there's two two four color. I believe there was two fur collar, two uh, blue red merc tied, two mono black, uh, and I believe at this point mono black is just a driving force of the format. Like today, uh, I streamed it. I believe you were in my chat, so you actually saw uh, the games as well, and it was good. Like mono black is just a very good deck in modern right now. Well, the interesting thing is that both mono black decks don't play besiege. At least I don't see it. So that's the new another yeah. new card from the new set which is really surprising to me. I think that card is really amazing, so um, kind of surprised that they don't play it. But I think just mono black, black in general got 
so many good cards lately, like Foulmaster, Troll. They're just amazing cards. So. Yeah, today on stream I was playing the mono black version with two besieged the the mirror by Doomwake. He went eight and two, uh, so you know not that far away from the top eight. Um, if you play besiege, I think you that you have to give up on Knight's Whisper. So you're probably a little bit worse against like Merktide, uh, probably. You do play Talisman of Resilience, which is very nice considering that you have a million four drop. Uh, and you know I wonder if you should just play more talismans in the normal list. Although you don't have any problem in missing land drops. And that's one of the nice thing of this deck is that you have so many like early removal spell and a lot of lands. So you just naturally hit your lands and keep your board clean that like, it's not that you play a million four drop. Like that's the problem sometimes with the four color Omnath deck, right? Is that you have like a lot of four drops and your cheap removal spell are actually like Solitude and Fury, which is like hard, hard disadvantage. But that has been fixed with uh, the uh, Up the Beanstalk. So now it's not card disadvantage. You can actually uh, play your Up the Beanstalk, which uh, the third place list does not play, but um, you can play your Up the Beanstalk and then you just cast Fury Solitude so that you get to turn four without actually, you know, having, or, uh, being down cards. I think it's one of the better cards that this four color deck could have ever got printed, like in theory, because it just makes all your elementals not card disadvantage anymore. So the deck, Trying to grind this deck is almost impossible now, so you have to do something unfair like Tron or Living End or something like this. Yeah, the the four color problems will remain. This is kind of what I also said in my in my article about four color. I said that the main problems of four color, which are the combo matchups, will remain, but the deck gains in consistency consistency now. So you get better the other matchups. Like, I'm pretty sure it's very similar to Legacy, right? Where your four-color deck that you love in Legacy has bad matchup against, let's say, Upso spells or the artifact deck that goes all in super quickly. But, and you can't accept it because you have such a good matchup against the most popular decks, which are the Blue-Black Scam, the Grixis Delver, and things like that. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. But I think the difference is in Legacy, you have really good hate cards um, against the combo decks, so, whereas in modern, I guess I can play like Busiju and uh, the Charma or something like this, or Endurance, but uh, it's still not, I, I wouldn't want to face the, those decks with a four color, basically. Yeah, I think what some of the success for Mono Black, it's also because they are so good against the uh, uh, for color like mono black cabal coffer is probably very happy to play against this archetype um you also have the uh, orkish bow master to maybe punish a little bit of the beanstalk but but overall i think that um, yeah i think that some of the success for uh, this so i, I kind of feel like the meta game of and correct me if i'm wrong here but like the meta game of modern and legacy right now are very similar right like they're in a very similar spot where yeah we have the murktide and the scam decks Actually, notably, Scam is not in the top eight of this uh, very large PT cube. There's one in the ninth place by uh, Binu. Um, yeah, basically, like Merktide and Scam are taking the uh, you know the Delver role of modern, and then Four Color is taking the classic you know uh, Uro Miracle role, and then you have the um, the combo decks, which again are absent from the top eight, but like the Tron and Living End and Burn, I guess Burn is here. 
uh, of the world. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Of course, like in Legacy, you have m much more decks because it's much bigger pool. But I think both formats are really healthy and good now. Like I think they're really, really good. Um, and uh, I know Legacy players love to complain, but I think it's it's an amazing spot right now. Yeah, yeah. Again, we would we would definitely uh, talking about legacy after, but uh, the um, so yeah, this the main card is for sure the uh, up the beanstalk, and uh, there is an, another card that uh, I've, I've I've played today on stream, which is uh, Agatha Soul Cauldron. I played it today in Yugmoth, uh, uh, which won the challenge uh, by Cloud UH. I was playing that list, and Agatha Soul Cauldron was decent. I was able to exile a uh, Grist, making my Delighted Eifling put tokens. I was able to exile a uh, Yogmoth, making my winning on the spot because I had two Undying Creature. So, but I also, because you have to look at the other side of the medal, I also had draws where I drew two Agatha Soul Cauldron and my opponent just Prismatic ended all my creatures. I had draws where, you know, uh, my opponent had like uh, Leyland of the Void, one mono black opponent, and I had Agatha Soul Cauldron. So I feel like there are problems uh, with the card, and I am not so sure that it makes Yugmoth such a like. It's not. I wouldn't say it's like up the beanstalk is for four color. Yeah, I think uh, Yugmoth is, in my opinion, one of the harder decks to play in modern. Like I can never understand it properly. <laughs> I never played it. Maybe mm -hmm. one league, but so whenever there's a new tool, they just want to try it. But maybe it's good, maybe it's not. Um, but yeah, I think it, it could be interesting. Maybe maybe less copies because it is not great in multiples. Yeah, it is both a legend and uh, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly legend, I guess. Um, but yeah, the other deck that plays the Agatha Soul Cauldron is uh, King 13th, and it is, uh, again, 8 and 2, and it's um, Hardest Skills. This is a deck that uh, has been around forever, and now with uh, these uh, Agatha Soul Cauldron and, and also with the Shutter Spire. So that's like kind of two sets in a row, gave two standard sets in a row that gave new cards to the archetype, which maybe. Because like what happens in modern often is that decks are like decks that gain a card or or two with with a new set when everything else doesn't get a card just get a little bit of edge. It might also just be fashion because people just like to play new cards as you said. But like look at creativity how it hasn't gained a card in so long and like kind of nobody's playing it anymore. I think I won a big tournament in the U.S. Uh, creativity. I think I don't remember the name, um, but he always plays creativity. But yeah, I think. Uh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, there's none in the top thirty-two. Yeah, I think Hardened Scales is the deck that the people that play it will continue to play it, and they just love it. Doesn't matter if it's tier one, two, three, on your weekend tiers. Um, so it's just. I think that's yeah. a nice thing about modern, though, right? Like you can just pick up your deck uh, and just add some new cards, and it's still fine. Like this guy, top sixteen of. 500 people event that's amazing um so he's probably one of the players that always plays hardened scales and masters the deck yeah yeah i'm now looking at the 
32nd place of this PTQ, uh, and it is uh, a uh, Upsol spells with Balustra Spy and Nunner City Informer, and it's now playing Bezich the Mirror because you have Pented Prism and you know Talisman and Spheres, so you actually just get to cast this Bezich the Mirror, let's say on turn three, and yeah, you get you have like now 12, uh, 12 combo cards. The combo in modern is super convoluted if you have never heard of it. So, I don't know if you have ever seen it, but like you put Narcomiva. Yeah, yeah, you put Narcomiva and then you get three Sword of the Meek onto it. You then put Salvage Titan. And then, how do you get a second creature? Oh, yeah, because one just came into play, so you get the Benjamins back. And you just attack. Yeah, and then they just try to kill them with uh, but now they also play Greaves, I see, Creeping so chills. it's more, you have more hate, yeah. but I think Beseech is great, sounds like a great addition to the deck. Yeah, yeah, I I'm, uh, I think I found the deck to play to play tomorrow on stream. Yeah, it's cool, even as a Charbeltrip or sideboard for the Graveyard Hate matchups. All right, um, yeah, let's go. Let's go over 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 legacy and the uh, super. Oh, there's also one more card for modern. Again, right? there's a not dead after all. The new oh yeah, oh, yeah. card. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. That is the um, that is the 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 new card. Let's say the new ninth place again. This is one of the best Magic Online player, and he's playing four copies of not dead after all and two copies of undying evil. Honestly, I. Would, yeah, I mean, I think it's super marginal, but I think you should still split Undying Evil and like one Feigned Death or Undying Malice because the case of having two Undying Evil, I think it's too bad. Yeah, like just the fact that you cannot save your uh, Fury because it already has a plus one plus one counter. But again, this is like so marginal that probably shouldn't matter. Yeah, just a small, just a small and... thing, nothing big. Yeah, 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 that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, so this is more of a normal list in tenth place by Doom Switch, uh, the Portuguese, uh, um, a port very good Portuguese player, and this is what the the list that I uh, basically took to to make my article because it's very similar to to what I like. Um, I like to play Alpine Moon over Obsidian Charmo in the cyber though. I feel like Alpine Moon blowing up Saga for one mana, or just also being able to name Valakut. Uh, it's slightly better because you don't have like a damn recall anyway, so you just have to draw the Charmo and I don't know. I think it's like super marginal. Maybe Charmo is better against Tron, but yeah, I think it is better this against is Tron, like... but probably close. This is the only, I guess, disagreement I have with this list, but I think it's a very solid list. And you know, uh, I'm I am calling for sixty cards to be honest. Like, you know, yeah, this is still uh. This would still be the 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 way I build the deck. All right, yeah, let's let's move on to Legacy, where another crazy pile won the tournament. They finished first in Swiss, uh, going I believe nine and zero, and then went three zero in the top eight as well. This is Kia Works, which is a, a Japanese pro, um, and he got there with Yorian. So oh no wait oh wait there's no Yorian. No, no. It's just sixty cards. Yeah. Good old it's just cards. sixty cards, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you you got it all. This deck is uh, it it has it all. Like it honestly just this deck is it all. It's like five color greensons in it. You have the lighted Alfling, Orkish Bowmaster. You have your 
Um, you don't have up to bean stock, so you know he did not, he did not go there route. But he's playing with Zlogwick, the over slime. This is a card that I actually had to read. Did you know what this does? Yeah, yeah, I know it only because of this player. I think he loves this card. He always plays it. Okay, throw out a three-three trample whenever land card is put into your graveyard from anywhere, so like a fetch land, you put a plus one plus one on it. Remove three plus one plus one on it, return it to its owner's hand, so it dodges removal. And then it says, whenever it leaves the battlefield, you return up to three uh, target lands from your graveyard to your hand. So it's like a life from the loam. Yeah, but you can search for it with Zenith. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think crazy. this card is it's his, like, a pet card. It's, <laughs> it's a classic legacy thing where people have their pet cards. I would never play this card. <laughs> and notably in December there's no copies of Carpet of Flower, a card that, you know, if I think about four color and why it's great against Delver or Blue Black is because of Carpet of Flower. Like, I believe you were playing what, three copies yeah, in your three, uh, yeah, I don't think versus... I would play less. Me neither. <laughs> if I had to play four color, yeah. Uh so yeah, again, like this is just um the 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 second deck is much, much more normal, right? Uh, the second player is uh, Mapson125. Uh, he is he's also host of one of the legacy podcasts I I, I listen to. And uh, he dropped his uh, Green White Depths, his beloved Green White Depths, to, to pick up um, Boris Initiative. Yeah, this deck has got a huge, huge boost from uh, Fourth Air Lingus. That card is just amazing. Um, so I believe this this deck is, and it's also really good against the four color control decks. So that's a thing. Yeah, this deck is very good in the meta game, and now basically you have a three mana because, like, with the ban of a uh, white plume adventure, this deck lacked a three mana turn one play that gained you an incremental advantage to win the game by itself. And fourth Lingus is basically that. Because if I'm on the play and I have a hand of uh, three mana on turn one, granted it needs to be red and white so you can't just go like ancient tomb chrome mox white tomb adventure like like we used to so you have to go like you know chrome mox sin spirit guide land fourth erlingas but if you do connect there you get the monarchy on turn one on the play which is really hard for a normal deck to to get back so you just you're gonna start slow rolling the value and then of course it's also like a late game fireball you pitch it to chrome mox it gives you two colors of mana it yeah as you said like it, it it boosts a lot the archetype, which is now, I guess, less about Cavern of Souls now, since you don't have a... I mean, I guess you do have still... Uh, eight of your most important creatures are humans, but you also have, like, Archon, Solitude, and Fable, so... I'm surprised that he doesn't less, play Blood uh, Moon, though. That's one card I'm super surprised he doesn't have at all. Well, you have Magus of the Moon, right? Yeah, that's Similar. Like, oh, and it's easier to cast. Board, but... I could see why, mm. um, I don't know, I, I would probably, I think this is a metagame call, because Bloodman is really, really good in a lot of matchups, but it's really, really bad in a lot of matchups, so it, it's really a metagame call. Like, if we look at, if we look at uh, uh, Sebastian Pozzo lens deck, I believe that he's playing, uh, of course, Poseji Wendoors, but he also has a uh, Forcers to Plowshare, so, you know, he has both answers to Magus and to Blood Moon, I guess, in the in the main deck. But but yeah, as I said, in Legacy you kinda do it all, right? You have uh, all these uh, 
uh, lens deck, you have these four color deck, of course we have Mequin Sauce playing with Optibean stock. So this list is uh, this list is like a mix between uh, yours, because I believe you were eye on the one ring, uh, and and Claudio is eye on Beanstalk, and uh, Mequin Sauce just, just plays both oh, of them. Oh, Yorian lets you do that, right? Just play 80. Oh, right. Right, right, right. I'm not a fan of Yorian decks. I know Mequin um, Sauce likes them, and Anzi, Anurag likes them, but I can never understand Yorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It Maybe uh, we can also talk about your uh, four color list while you're while we're talking about it. Uh, so yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm now uh, putting up his list, uh, Niv's list, and the paper a paper picture, not just the deck list. Is uh, um, yeah, I I remember burning a match of yours and actually took a picture of it. Uh, you have Nisa Resurgent Animist with just a single target for it. Is that right? Yeah, so you want... Yeah, you I had an endurance yeah, in my sideboard, but I cut it, so Omnath is just the only target. Yeah, so you had Nisa, you've played a Fetchland, you got Omnath, and um, yeah, that is... Do you think... You, you Would you do it again? Would you play again Nisa and Omnath over the One Ring, for example, the fourth copy? I think so, like One Ring... The way I saw that Nissa and Omnath, first of all, Omnath, the gain life was really, really crucial in a lot of matchups, like against the blue-black decks, Delver. And then Nissa plus Omnath gives you so much mana, and One Ring draws you so many cards, so your hand is stacked with, like, uh, Lauren Review, Ponders, Brainstorms, whatever. And then you just, on one turn, you explode. So you get so much mana from these two cards. And, of, and I think it's great. And, of course, it's... With fourth year Lingus, it's amazing because you can. I think I played it for like 12 one turn or 13 even. I don't know. So I, I would definitely play yeah. it again. I haven't played the Beanstalk. My issue with Beanstalk in, uh, I would say, Legacy more than Modern is that Bowmaster is everywhere in Legacy. I think in Modern it's a bit less popular, but Bowmaster in Legacy is everywhere. Like, um, you have the Elf deck. The Cradle deck now playing it. You have even the top eight that we see. Um, the new Thespian Stage Dark Depths deck the, plays it. The Black Green Depths plays four of them. So Bowmaster, just you're gonna play against. I think I played it in my 13 rounds of the four seasons because I also played four round of teams. Maybe like at least 10. So um, I think it's just really bad against Bowmaster. That's my only issue with. Beanstalk. You play the modern main event at Four Season also? No, no, I did commentary on the ELM. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, we had the ELM that day. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Also went like full, uh, full legacy for the first two days, and then on Sun on um, on Sunday, I I played. A, I mean, I guess I also played the main event in legacy, but and then I played the modern side event. It was a lot of legacy, and I was playing the blue black deck, but it did not go well for me. I got, I got defeated. Blue black did uh, did not. I think there is zero blue black in the top eight. Uh, in the fourth, yeah. no, I think I don't know if you played blue black or. Um... No, no, no. Yeah, force a four season. There was one in the ELM and one in the main event. 
But in the PTQ, uh, the 290 players of the PTQ, there's zero. There's one in the ninth place, uh, Connor. I, I know him as a friend of mine from Australia. He actually has the same uh, uh, list and sideboard that I wrote for Channel Fireball, I believe. Uh, uh, you know, he, he must have used that cyber guide, so it's uh, helpful to win, uh, I guess, a lot of treasure chests, at least. Although, unfortunately, out of the Autumn Breakers, but yeah. I think the deck is, is good, but the metagame is definitely very hostile to it right now with uh, so many uh, for color. Even in this top 8, there's just a lot of these. And um, yeah, there's also the... Oh, wow. The eighth place um, artifact combo doesn't have the Urza Urza's workshop. It has Crystal Vein instead. Huh, interesting. Yeah, also I don't know. That deck is also hated out a bit, I think, but I think if it's a it's another ancient tomb combo deck, you have so many of those. I still think Ancient mm -hmm. Tomb is the best card in Legacy, so okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 ancient tomb. Um, I remember uh, saying this a while ago uh, when I was very high on eight cast. This was over over one year ago that I was just so high on ancient tomb. Like this land is crazy. Eight cast, by the way, is another the... deck that I think just I, I would never play it right now. Like you're playing all these draw cards against Valmasters. It just feels really bad. Yeah, it cast. Uh, I would say it did not uh, hold very well in these uh, in these years. Of, I mean, it got tenth. Uh, I mean, I guess in the qualifier, you got tenth. Nice. All right, all right. Then, then I guess we have at least at least two to to take. Uh, there's Patchwork Automaton. This is the the new creature that survives the uh, Bowmaster. I mean, it kind of survives, you need 4 mana, which is basically uh, infinite in Legacy. Uh, but outside of that, it's kind of like the same, uh, the same... Wow, only 2 chunks of the Void, yeah. yeah. I think they're going more aggressive. I played against Acast in the 4 seasons, and uh, they went, like, sure, they go more aggressive. I just think Bowmaster being everywhere, playing these podcast bubbles and whatever, it just feels so bad. That's my opinion. But... People still play in the, in the in the in the 12th place. We see a Bazich the Mirror deck. Uh, we haven't seen one in uh, Legacy yet. Uh, and um, this deck won the ELM, not this deck, but this card won the ELM in Mono Black Helm. There was no Mono Black Helm here until now, but we see it in a Storm deck. So uh, Javier has mentioned it a couple of times, but Bazich the Mirror combos in Legacy with Gaia's Will. Uh, Gaia's Will is the MH2 cycle of suspend cards that is basically Yogmoth's will. So you go Bazich the Mirror and you cast Gaia's will and uh, you can uh, play your graveyard, get your dark rituals and eventually just, you know, maybe even replay Bazich the Mirror, get tensions of Agony, win the game. This place is also interesting that it actually has a little mid-range plan. has four Dothi, four Grief, four Bellmaster, four Troll in the main deck. So it's like and reanimate. And reanimate. Yeah, re so it's like a mid-range black deck with a combo back-end kind of thing with Besiege. But that's Besiege. I think it's just a great, great card. Yeah, there's one card in the great creator, and then you have this like artifact package because with before Besiege and Mirror, it's like you're playing more copies of Karn. Yeah, wow, I did not notice how deep is this deck. This is not just Storm. This is just 
Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wanna, I kind of wanna play this tomorrow. I'll play the the two combo decks tomorrow, the the Belcher and this one. Yeah, I like that. I, I like this idea. I think in Legacy in general, if you like, you don't have a main plan. You have like, like these two different kind of plans. It's always good because there's so many good cards against a main plan. So um, having two sides of the coin is really nice in this deck. That's for sure. Um, yeah, this is the first Dabber of Secrets we see. Uh, there is also a, a new hot deck. I don't know if you have uh, if you have seen um, uh, the, the 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 new hotness in Legacy. It is to put up the Beanstalk in uh, Timur. Uh, there's no Delver, but you have Merc that Regent, Hooting Mandrels, and of course Force of Will. And this is how you. Kind of how you do it. It's 19 lands before Wasteland. You have DRC. So instead of playing uh, Tarmogoy, if you play up the Beanstalk, and then you play all the Dell cards. And I've seen a couple of people posting five trophies. And this is another uh, deck on my uh, bucket list for content. Yeah, I think, uh, I believe the person that started all this was uh, Marco Montani. The yeah. Yeah. really amazing legacy player from Italy. The player of the year, yeah. uh, the legacy player of the also year. That. So, yeah, he played, Italian. I think, Murktide, Hooting Mandrels, and yeah, just Rug, Beanstalk with this bad, like, DRC. I think DRC is just a great card also, so there's no fault in just playing it without Delver. I think that's great. Uh, also, Beanstalk with Days is kind of nice. Because <laughs> you play Beanstalk, you mm -hmm. counter their card, and you continue playing, so it's really nice. Yeah, the yeah, I love that magic is just new, new cards like this come up, and uh, it's kind of like everyone's trying up the beanstalk right now. And what else? What else do we got? Do we got? Um, yeah, the maybe we want to talk a little bit more about Pioneer because we haven't talked about Pioneer too much on the podcast lately because I'm not that much into it and I guess uh, uh, Javier and Anthony are not focusing on for the regional championship but if you're listening to this podcast you probably are a competitive player and are competing at the uh, upcoming um, regional championship. Uh, we have uh, a couple of uh, challenges only to discuss with the new cards but in both of them uh, Phoenix did very well and Phoenix is most likely the deck that gained the most from the new set because it got the uh, Slight of End. Uh, one mana blue cantrip, it used to be played in Modern uh, when uh, Faithless Looting was around. Uh, Javier, I uh, topated a PT in uh, London with Slight of End over um, Serum Visions, I believe, or Opt, you know, one of the main cantrip that people used to be playing at the time. He thought the Slight of End was better. And yeah, now you have access to it in, in, in Pioneer, so probably this is the, uh, the coming back for Phoenix. Yeah, I think Phoenix got the best from the new set. Slight of Hand is huge. They have 12 one-mana cantrips now, so it's much more smooth and much more, or I say even fast, even more aggressive than before, which is really good for the deck. Um, other decks that we can see also in the top eight uh, pioneers, uh, Um he top with his trusty Ragdus Sacrifice 
He has two new cards actually, and Questing Druid and Gumdrop Poisoner. Yeah, what's? I don't know what that is. Let's see, Gumdrop Poisoner. Oh yeah, I had this in the draft. This is on the instant adventure. You create a food, and on the main side, it's a three-two life link for three. That when it comes into play, it gives minus three minus three equal to the life you gained. So in this case, what you do is you gain life sacrificing a food either from the oven or from its adventure, and you just take down a creature for three mana. Uh, you can also gain life with Cadro Familiar, so sometimes you just bring back a cat, gain one life, play this, deal minus, make minus one, minus one. I think it's just trying new cards, which is obviously a great thing. And uh, The Druid does ruin, like well that. not ruin, but interferes, I say, with the mana bit, because you have to play... I believe he's playing two copies. You have the red-green pathway. So that's mm. a little bit of a sacrifice, I would say. Um, yeah, you do play treasures yeah, there, right? I, well, you, yeah, you have treasures from uh, Fable if you get to do that, and Deadly Dispute. So, But I, I think it's a small sacrifice if the Druid is good. I think he just wanted to try because there's like one copy of each. So um, he just tried that. Yeah. And then... So you also have Giganta to fix your mana. And then there's also Blue White that got the new Instant Speed Divination, I see. Uh, VFS, a really known Blue White player. In all formats, I think, really. Just has two Quick Study, which is a new Instant Speed Divination. Just a nice upgrade. And... Is uh so v VFS is playing four Brutal Qatar in the sideboard. Is that the normal uh, thing for, for this deck really, or just really uh, different? Like also four spell pierce main deck, that's nothing I've seen. But he always plays his own one hundred percent list, so um he's a like a guessing. keeps them yeah, guessing. Every time I play against him he plays a very different kind of blue white, but he always plays blue white. Um, and he does really well with it, so so there's that. Yeah, this list is a uh, quick study. Is the divination instant speed? So apparently, yeah, you just he, he he only has two memory deluge, maybe. Oh, another actually card that's really interesting and good is uh, first place um, in the heroic deck. There's monsters raid. So it's plus two plus zero, and then. Okay. You create a monster roll or attach a monster roll to that creature, which is a plus one, plus one trample. So if you combine that with like <clears throat> all the heroic cards, prowess, or you have the double strike virtuoso card. Um, I played against a player that had, oh, this guy also had, yeah, Dreadhorde Arcanist, so you can cast it twice. So that's, just, that's a nice upgrade to uh, heroic. For sure. It's just the trample is really big. Yeah, the Monstrous Rage is extremely good in draft. I can tell you that, Ellie. Um, what, what about draft? Have you done any draft? Are you following a little bit yeah, of that? Or uh, I haven't done yet. The constructive uh, formats? We have a weekly draft here with friends, which are, I would say, good, good quality of players. So um, I haven't got to go yet because. Well, this weekend I was on vacation, and uh, probably go next week and then. But I've been watching LSV's drafts. I'm a big fan of his channel. Uh, 
And uh, I think the format looks really nice. Same. Really, really nice. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've, been, I've been playing some draft last week, and then this weekend I was in Berlin, uh, and I was just in the dead time, you know, when I was walking. I would, I would always watch uh, LSV YouTube yeah. channel. He now, I think, uploads daily on his YouTube yeah. channel, weekly on Channel Fireball, so there's just a flood of uh, LSV draft. Uh, yeah, you could probably just... Yeah. If you like limited content... Especially if you uh, like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also very high on Q right now. Yeah, I think I like yeah. all my flights. I downloaded some YouTube and watched. <laughs> hey, what about what about you? What 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 do you like in Pioneer? If 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 you want to tell, like, do do you have a preferred choice for uh, Lil? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't mind saying because it's not like a secret deck or anything. Uh, I'm actually testing with a big group. I can say uh, a lot of. Really amazing players like Arne Huschenberg and um, Remy Fortier, also um, Pro Tour champion. Uh, Canister is there, Lapsalon, I don't know his real name, but that's the Polish guy that I believe mm-hmm. top in Naples. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Louis Del Tour. Yeah. So a lot of Ben Jones is also there, which he's insane. So a lot of really good um, new and older players, I would say. Lucas Honey is also there. Um, so... What I've been seeing and I'm testing as much as I can say is that I think the most important thing in Pioneer is just to know your deck well more than just picking up the best deck because there's so many decks. It's kind of wild how many viable decks there are. For me, right now, I really like the Creativity deck, the Torrential Gihark Magma Opus deck that I think, uh, yeah, Martin Juza did well. I also talked with Martin a bit. Really nice guy. i got to give him a shout-out that he's amazingly nice. Um, and I, I just like it that it has a, a game plan against most decks. But you're just playing removal spells, counter spells, and then, like, your Hulk Magma Opus, you have this over-the-top card. And, of course, you play the best card in the format, Fable. So that's... Uh, so I think you just need to find a deck that you are good with, and it's decent. I would probably play, um, have a good deck that can beat Phoenix and Monogreen. I believe those two will be really, really popular. And the Ragdus decks as well. Probably the top three decks are going to be Phoenix, Monogreen, and Ragdus Sack or Midrange variants. Um, I think this practice makes perfect in this format. And uh, a bit of luck doesn't can help always. <laughs> Yeah, I can never hurt. Yeah, I mean, the variety is definitely uh, everywhere in Magic right now. Modern Legacy, Pioneer, you just... There isn't uh, a... Uh, I mean, even, like, the most popular deck is probably going to be, what, like, 15% or probably, something? Yeah. And it used to be Rakdos, yeah, it used to be Rakdos mid-range, but I highly doubt it's going to be the most popular deck anymore. Even if people like it, it's still, like, just... At this point, I believe, maybe in Athens... That it was the it was the wrong choice. It's my choice. And a lot of people uh, played it, and only a few of them did well with it. And it still it was the most popular deck. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. The issue with Ragdos is like, if in my opinion, is like you build it in a way to beat one deck, and then you can totally lose to the other deck. So it's it's a guessing game. <laughs> And you can also lose to that yeah, deck because like, I don't know, you it's not that you, you get an amazing matchup against him. It's still a Fable deck, so yeah. Fable decks are always great. Um, 
There's also actually of the Beanstalk and Pioneer. Uh, I can see in the mm. challenge 14th place, uh, the Omnath deck plays and playing it. So just another card uh, that's from the new set. I did play in leagues against uh, Besiege, random Besiege decks. So I think the new set is really nice. I've been really liking it. How it in just in, in every format. Uh, I, I don't know standard. I don't play standard. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been seeing uh, some of my uh, the teammates that are practicing for Worlds of the Worldly Council. They're practicing. Uh, a lot of standard because of course there is the uh, uh, world's formats are going to be standard and uh, and draft and uh, yeah paper paper standard and draft i believe i haven't announced it yet but or maybe i did in, on the podcast last week i don't remember but i'll be doing once again the uh, live show uh commentary but it's mostly just a show for the people there at the magic con in uh, vegas is gonna be me uh luis Vargas, and riley knight riley's the host and me and luis are uh guests of the show uh we will be watching uh, the top four of worlds and uh kind of like uh commentate but mostly it's just uh it's not just gonna be like a play-to-play commentary like if we were on stream it's gonna be like interactive with viewers that are actually like sitting in front of us, uh, throwing collector booster around for those who you know uh, root for the most, just like we did in uh, in Barcelona. It was very much a a show for the people that you know are actually in the uh, area, and I, they I guess wizards liked it in uh, Barcelona what what Mitoff and Filippa did, and wanted to do it again for Vegas. So yeah, I'll be I'll be following some standard for sure, as uh, and hopefully I'll see some of. Uh, some of my teammates doing well. I have uh, Pivo, of course, you know him uh, as well, uh, competing. We have uh, uh, Zen, we have uh, Kalk, and. I'm definitely going to root for all three of those. So a lot more. Good yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah, of course, there's also Anthony and uh, Javier, they're part of Team Handshake, uh, the, the guys that did so well at the last, uh, all every last pro tour. So it's going to be, of course, a. Uh, high, very high level event. It's gonna be standard, so you know, there's not that. I believe that uh, there's a lot of players that play standard. Of course, is the most played deck on arena. Uh, I personally would be happier if it was modern, but it's another story. <laughs> yeah, I think standard in a high level event is interesting because it's probably the format that's the least explored. Because nobody play. I mean, challengers are so small and random so people just play because it's value so nobody actually went and did hard testing for standards i think we can see some really cool and interesting decks for sure yeah in standard right now the the, the hot new deck of standard is this um a Beaumont courier came second with a deck that goes invasion of alara which is like the cascade card and the whole deck it's a five drop the whole deck costs more than five and they cascade into the uh, Bramble Familiar, I believe is the name, which is a adventure side Bramble Familiar. It's an adventure card, and what you do is you play the adventure of it on the stack. It's like it's basically like a Charlotte's Agent thing, and then for seven, it's a seven drop. And then you mill seven cards, and you put a creature enchantment or land into play. So it's like 
Yeah, it, it, it's 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 super wild and I mean, maybe it's viable. Is it just know. another way to cheat a track side to play? <laughs> yeah, there's a track side tally and a bunch of other things. Yeah, no, it's a, it's cool. But again, I'm sure there's there's gonna be a lot more uh, that will appear in um, in Vegas because again, standard doesn't rotate. I don't know if you knew this, but the Midnight Innistrad cards did not rotate. So you still have, uh, I don't know, I see here a Bloodtite, uh, Bloodthirsty Adversary, and I guess... Yeah, you can play aggressive. With a... <laughs> For sure. Daniel Arcos is oh, a really well-known player, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magical Land, Magical Land Granders. I mean, this challenge is... In... And so that's, it's going to be fun because at the end of the day, one of the fun part of Magic is also just like, quote unquote, breaking a new format for a, sp a particular week and like coming up with something new that people are not expecting that is actually the best thing for that week, which is not, which might just be terrible the next week. And Standard very often is like that, like Anthony and Javier said that, have said that a lot, uh, you know, how like Standard continuously rotate basically but that kind of is happening right now in other formats too like we see it with uh with modern you know how like four color is terrible one weekend and decent the next weekend and in pioneer it's you know a, a very meta game uh, um you know swingy format like how monogreen maybe he just didn't appear at all in in this weekend uh, challenges in the top 32 and yeah stuff Stuff like that. So like magic very much now. I think it's I think it's just that means that they're doing a good job. Yeah, like I think the formats are great. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Pioneer, but I think it's okay. But Modern and Legacy are amazing right now. Um and I think those formats are really hard to balance because there's so many good cards and if you print one card that enables all these good cards together it can be a chaos. But they're doing right now they're amazing, really fun to play and watch and yeah you have aggro control I, combo, I listen to all the colors are balanced so i really like all those formats i, I listened to canister's um video he made because canister was part of the people that designed or helped design sorry helped designing the um, the lord of the ring set and he said that they made the set during uh, like January of the year before, and Lurus was still legal. So they basically just like made cards that were going to be legal so long after, and somehow, you know, the format it's fine and everything. And this is such a hard task, honestly. Like, such a hard task. It's like you're then like designing cards, thinking of how it could, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It really is a, a super difficult job, and you know, who are we to always complain about the new Yeah, cards. I remember when, uh, I believe One Ring and Baumaster was were printed, everybody went wild about One Ring being way too broken for Legacy and Modern, and and Baumaster should get banned in Legacy, and uh, I, was like, I think we're... Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I was also I was also calling for the the Voma. I, I was pretty sure they would have banned Bowmaster, but after seeing how Blue Black Scam and Delver got crushed so hard in this past weeks, I'm fine. Like I think they're not gonna ban Bowmaster anymore. I, I I doubt it. Like the meta game can easily. Yeah, I think, for example, I, I can say as a control, Grand Legacy, you just need to play it 
in a way with Bowmaster in your mind. So like you don't just jam your pond or brainstorm anymore. You have to actually think, which is actually a good thing to have, right? It's it's great. It makes the game more interesting in that way. Like sometimes I play brainstorm into Bowmaster because I had to, and it was fine. Like and so you have to take that consideration. Can you lighting boat yourself and so on? So I think it's it's an interesting card to have. Yeah, remember I was watching a game of yours uh, before season against uh, Death Shadow, and you actually had your opponent had uh, Bowmaster in play, and you just still went brainstorm end of turn, found the terminus, put it on top of you, took three damage, found the terminus, put it on top of your deck, won the won that game with uh, with terminus off of yeah. that brainstorm. If you just had taken your draw step, not draw terminus, you might have lost that game. So sometimes you have to play that brainstorm into Bowmaster if you if that's if that's you know you, you you're looking for those outs um but overall like also with ponder you said like sometimes you just have like extra mana a ponder you just cast it right whereas maybe it wasn't even that it wasn't even right people were just doing it because you had an abundance of cantrip whereas now you're kind of like maybe you have to time them out better and you can also side sideboard them out sometimes like it's not a crime yeah, right I think, I think it's great like i really enjoy the card in the format also, making black good is nice again, because black was really bad in a long time. It was always blue-red Delver decks. It was always um, these kind of, Like, it was always blue-red, right? With Preservation, Darko Ban. So now black being the tempo deck is is really nice. And also just good for combo, good for... Uh, I just think it's, it's a great card to have. Yeah, definitely. They they banned Arcanist, Ragavan, Iteration. So, you know, red was always at the top, but now it's definitely not. Like, now blue-red is gone. <laughs> or rather, it's there, maybe. Greg's is Delver, or you see that rug with uh, Up the Beanstalk, but you're not uh, fear behind anymore every time you see what can I did play against uh, blue-red Delver in the fourth season, but I think it was just... It felt like he was a bit... Two weeks ago, deck. <laughs> so I don't yeah, sometimes players don't want to buy, you know, 500, I don't know. I don't know how much is underground see if it's more than 500. Yeah, I can understand that. Around that. Sure. So. It's really expensive. But, uh... Yeah, yeah I, see. I, I see. I see you have a real nice deck with all the uh, old border whenever possible. Like, yeah, I try. And, don't have uh, the land, so uh, it's expensive, but... Yeah. I'd, I do have some unlimited yeah, dual lands. Okay. Dual lands. Yeah, you have a savannah. Yeah, and I also have Plateau and Taiga, so if yeah. I ever get to play those again. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have actually uh, Taiga. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was playing with uh, Claudio, at least he had Taiga. Yeah, I think he has more Leyland binding, so it makes sense that you want Taiga. And also, I actually have only mm -hmm. like two red cards. I think he also had Minsk and Booze and. Um, so I don't really need Taiga that much. Um, this deck is mainly, like, my list is mainly blue-white, if you look at it. It's almost entirely blue-white, with Uro being the main green card. Yeah, double green, uh, so you need to play four green sources. And you have th yeah, three Lorenz reveal as well. Yeah, that card is huge. I love that card. I'm a big fan as well. All right, Niv. 
do you have anything else to say to your viewers or sorry to viewers to, 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 to the listeners uh, I remember you wrote a uh, article a report for uh, the 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 website about this deck the tech team yeah I have a patron team with uh, well-known players as well like Claudio Ben Jones David Inglis and a lot of good players so you can check it out I wrote that, they were pioneering. Yeah, tag team. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely... Yeah, you did you write the yeah, Cyber Guide on Four Colors? If you're interested in uh, in, in that type of content, uh, check uh, uh, Niva out. Of course, we're going to put it in the show notes or in the description of this video so that you will not uh, uh, miss that type of content. Um, but overall, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll see... I'll see you in Prague. Are you coming to the other I'll really event? try to make it. I think I will. Maybe only, probably for the legacy. I don't think I'll be able to get a vintage deck. So. Yeah, that does sound uh, hard, a hard task. But uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be there both days. Legacy, if you want to be there, remember to get your ticket because it was sold out last time. But I believe they are releasing uh, slots at some time. So yeah, make sure to follow because you know don't don't book like flight hotel and then just there's no more space. Cause yeah, uh I've, uh I believe last time I checked it was sold out, but then I read that they reopened like fifty more slots, so I don't know. Okay. I'll definitely check it out. But again. <laughs> Thank you everyone for, for listening to us. Uh, next week uh, we won't be there. We won't be here because I also gonna leave for Vegas uh this uh, Saturday. So the whole uh, carnies are going to be out next week, but we'll be back the week after, hopefully with a world champion. Who knows? Thank you all for listening, and have a great week. Bye.